everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. All right, Melissa, today our episode is dedicated to Don Kiley. Right. Don is a mentor of both of ours mm-hmm. and has been battling cancer. And we just really want to talk about his impact in our lives, which got us yeah. to thinking about mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. So first about Don, he he has been my mentor for, I don't know, eight 10 years I've mm-hmm. known him, something yeah. like that, quite quite a while. Yeah, yeah, and and he's been my mentor for probably closer to 15 Yeah, for a really long time. And, and it was much more of an informal mentorship in my case for many years, mm-hmm. and then it became a formal mentorship, and then it became then, an informal mentorship. And then back to informal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, Don was my Vistage coach, right? Yeah. Like, like he was for you for... Mm-hmm for a little while. Yeah, so a few years. that's the formal part, right? Yeah, right. That's right. us being involved in a professional organization. Yeah. Where Don's role yeah. was to actively coach and mentor us right. over a period of time. Right. Over our business models and the people yep. we worked with and yep. to help inform us about how to yep. make decisions in our business lives and in our personal and lives. And personal lives and keeping us in check yeah. when we're acting like knuckleheads mm-hmm. either yeah. personally or business-wise. <laughs> I got in trouble a lot. You? How <laughs> yeah. about you? <laughs> yeah. So um, the thing that I really like about being mentored, yeah. especially with someone like Don mm-hmm. who um, has about the best intent I know. for us in the world. I know. Um, yeah, he sure does. Is that... Uh, he was one of the few people in my life that could just basically call me out on stuff. <laughs> right, same. And and it was never, you know, it was always in a really well-intentioned way. And the way he yeah. positioned that stuff never felt like an attack or felt like a judgment. I was going to use that word too. Yeah. Yeah, it was simple observation and support. Yep. And you ought to be thinking about, like he has certain key phrases that mm. he used and uses frequently. You ought to be thinking about, and I don't know the outcome of all this. Like yeah. he always just yeah. balanced out something very important with something very nonchalant. Mm-hmm. He just had a he just had a real gift in giving feedback. For sure. Yeah. And it got me thinking, you know, there have been a number, number of mentors in my life that were informal mentors mm-hmm. and formal mentors. And, you know, I'm not actually even sure... If I knew they were, some of them, I didn't even know they were mentors at the time. Yeah, so what's what's an example of that? Who is someone that you that later you looked back and said, oh, that was like a key mentor for me? Yeah. Like that wasn't a formal relationship. Yeah, so I had a biology teacher in high school that was pretty gruff and pretty direct. Mm. And he was kind of intimidating to all of us. Mm. I mean, he was an old army medic and um, he had a really 
funny sense of humor, but it was a bit cutting. So people were, they were, kids were scared of him. <laughs> and I did a lot of work in the labs because I had extra hours mm. in my day that I could do that as a senior. And so I worked in the labs with him. And despite how much time I spent with him, I, I didn't actually realize how much he was mentoring me. <laughs> but one time I was being a real brat and um, there was a substitute teacher and I was disrespectful when the teacher was there. Mm. And word got out that I had been like that. Mm. And I, I, I'm making it sound worse than it was. I maybe said one <laughs> sure or two you were super sent- bratty. <laughs> yeah. I said like one or two sentences when I wasn't supposed to talk, right? Yeah. And the guy called me out and said, I told you I wanted it to be quiet and now you're getting detention. Mm. And um, I was so deeply embarrassed by this. But of course, I was acting cool because, you know, mm. in high school, that's just what you do. And um, Mr. Connors was his name. And he got wind that I had done that. And um, when we were back in the labs working, he made a comment about it. Hmm. And it was one single comment. And then he walked away and ignored it. Hmm. And I felt so bad. About two days later, I interrupted his class, knocked on his door, and I said, I just want to tell you how sorry I am. Mm. So there was something in how he treated me and what he believed about me that Mm -hmm. I didn't even believe about myself. Yeah. So to me, it was like he was really setting the tone for what his expectations mm-hmm. were, and I never questioned what they were. Yeah. I always knew. Yeah. there, There's a book called Leadership and Self-Deception, mm-hmm. right? And they talk about um, what, we, what we've just been discussing is, um, like, there are people in our lives that can be fairly hard on us, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That can give us bad news, that can call us out, that can hold us accountable when we don't want to be held accountable, right? Right. But some people do do that and they're just like, oh, you, you, you're like, you're, wow, that person's mean, they're an a-hole, I'm going to yeah. write off what they say. And there's others yeah. that come with the same information mm-hmm. or the same feedback yeah, and you take it in a completely different way, right? Right. And I think that starts with that person's intention mm-hmm. when they give you that feedback, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And both our stories with Dawn mm-hmm. and, and your yeah. high school teacher, their intention was set right. Yeah, exactly when right. Given feedback, right? Yeah. And it's a whole different relationship. Yeah. And, you know, in the world of business, we've been in the world of business for a number of years. And our roles have changed over time, too. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a younger business person, it doesn't matter what your job is, you do have a natural tendency to want your boss or your manager to be your mentor Mm -hmm. also. That's a real natural conclusion that people Mm -hmm. go to. But that isn't actually always the case. And a lot of times we get very disappointed by that. And then you'll find many people as they go through their careers, they get into um, bigger roles, bigger leadership roles. And there aren't managers above them. Mm -hmm. So then they sort of feel stuck. Like, wait a minute, I don't have anyone in my company that is my mentor anymore. And it's super interesting when you pull back a little bit from what you, a traditional person that you would call a mentor, if you think of a manager or a boss, and realize, actually, in order for me to be resourced properly, there is a point in my life where now it's not unintentional mentoring. Mm -hmm. Now it's where I seek out mentors for specific things because I know that they're resourced in that area. Yep. And it becomes an intentional search, I think. Yeah. yeah. When when we talk about sort of climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. um, I think you're right that you know, you'll hear a lot of people that will um, really like their manager. Right. Will even leave, like if their manager 
yep. switches jobs, mm-hmm. switches companies, they'll go with. I right? did that. Yeah. They follow sort For of sure. their manager around, probably because I do seek they're probably getting a mentorship kind of relationship. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, but you're right. As you sometimes move up in an organization, mm-hmm. that happens less and less to yeah. the point where you might be very lonely. Right. Like at the, t- you, know, the yeah. you say that it's lonely at the top, right? Yeah. Um, where there might not be that structure for you anymore. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting thing to be thinking the about. The informal it. structure, right. at least. Yeah, the formal one. I have a client that just was at an all-women's conference, mm. and they had a speaker there that talked a lot. And this was coming from the perspective of women in business, but I think this perspective applies for every single one of us. And what this speaker was doing was she drew out a concept map. So She had one circle and that Mm -hmm. said me, and then there were several lines and different circles that were attached. And the speaker was saying that in every part of your life, it is a natural, you'll have a natural connection to someone that can offer you mentorship Mm -hmm. or growth or perspective or something like that. And it was really interesting how she did that. So there was family, there was learning, Mm -hmm. if you want to be learning something, there was your professional skill, but then there was also your influential skill like how do you go to someone to learn how to help other people Mm. and so those circles would change depending on what role you were in Mm. but it was such a holistic approach i thought it was just beautifully stated yeah you know and and it got me thinking it's like you know besides my role as a coach and besides your role as a business owner we we are now mentoring others in different ways Mm -hmm. whether we're aware of it or not Melissa and I are huge self-awareness nerds. We've been working on this stuff for a really long time, and we love talking about it and sharing it with all of you. We've actually brought all of the stuff we've made into an online course, and we think it's really great. The course starts by learning about yourself and how your mind-body connection works. It dives into your thoughts and feelings, and then helps you learn how to become your true authentic self. Start your journey today. Head to theselfawarenessjourney.com to learn more and sign up. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So uh, I had um, I had a mentor uh, in my I guess like high school college years. Um, his name was Tom Ringdahl, and he ran the TV station that I oh, volunteered yeah. at and that I worked at. Oh right? yeah, you've talked about him. Yep, and. And he he was great. I mean, his view on life and um, was just really impactful mm. for me. Um, uh, even a lot of the philosophies that he held mm-hmm. are actually reflected in the companies here. Yeah. Um, but one thing that he said to me that was like really one of the most impactful things he said to me is that um, part of like uh, our TV operations was like we'd go out and shoot like the football game or the concerts or whatever. And we'd have student volunteers who would like run all the equipment, right? So I was on staff. I would drive the TV truck to the high school. (laughs) All the volunteers would show up. We'd do the shoot, right? And we'd go back and we'd air it later. And uh, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but like, it's like, I don't know, the volunteer, like the, some dynamics of like the, one of the shoots was kind of, kind of weird. And he, he said one time, like, JJ, you have to remember that those kids 
are watching you all of the time and your impact mm-hmm. on them is way bigger than you expect. Oh, right. I was probably doing something stupid. Yeah. Um, hmm. And that really stuck with me, right? Yeah. This idea that informal influence is really powerful and bigger than you expect. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? Yeah. And so the idea that uh, I was sort of informally mentoring mm-hmm. all of these kids mm-hmm. that were volunteering at the TV station, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like 18 and oh, they were man. like right? 15, right? Right, so. right. You had vast experience <laughs> compared to them. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that really always stuck with me is that be really mindful of your influence. Right. I think so too. And, and I think that you know, regardless of what kind of jobs we have, even if we are not outside jobs, if we have inside jobs in our homes and that sort of thing, and we're, we're influencing people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that the value of mentorship for me is, first of all, there's nothing worse than someone who thinks that they're a, quote, mentor or a teacher. And really, it's just a platform for them to talk about what they know. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not mentorship. Yeah. Or if it's mentorship, it's not the kind of mentorship that's going to be sticky for anybody. Yeah. It actually creates the opposite. Well, right. And that, like, that is ego driven. That's right. Right? Yeah. Like, if you want to be a mentor because it Mm -hmm. uh, serves you, serves you, like, yeah, it makes you feel smart. It makes you feel needed. It That's kind of like the wrong intention. Yeah, exactly right. And and I've seen that time and time again. But I really think, like, to make a really good impact in mentoring, it's simply being more focused about, you know what, this is this is what I've experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. This is what I've done in these kinds of situations. And I don't know if that will work for you. But being able to just come alongside of someone, you know, and talk about your own experience, mm-hmm. I think is so impactful for people. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, I think it gets harder and harder as you get older, as you get more seasoned in whatever you're doing, depending on your roles at work. It gets harder and harder to find people that you want to get mentored mm. by. I think it gets harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And um, I've also seen a lot of my coaching clients where I'll encourage them. It's like, hey, just because you have a coach doesn't mean you're getting all of your needs met. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to go out and yeah. find people that light you up. And, and you can even find people that are maybe in your industry or maybe in your job or maybe are 10 years ahead of you and you look up to them greatly, mm-hmm. ask them if they'd be willing to sit down and have coffee with you. So many people get like that hero worshiper fear mm-hmm. where they see somebody like, oh, that would be so amazing if mm-hmm. if I could meet him, you know, like or her. One, one of the funniest things, I was such a John Maxwell fan, you know, 15 yeah, yeah. years ago. Yep. Um, and I did this really funny thing, and I maybe told you about this, but I, I found a picture of him on stage, mm-hmm. and I took a picture of myself, and I I taped it. For to, your for your vision board. For my vision board. <laughs> you remember that? Yep. And because I, I just loved his mentorship. I mm-hmm. loved his love of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it had nothing to do with any of his professional stigmas. Mm. I just loved how he was with people. There was something in the purity of how he would come alongside of people and show them love regardless of their circumstances or conditions in their lives. Mm-hmm. He treated everyone that very, like they were special. And so I just loved him and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to meet this guy. So I did this. I put this crazy thing on my vision board and I, I, I just, all I could think about was how cool it would be if someday I could meet him. 
And lo and behold, I end up not only meeting him, but sitting on stage mm. with him and getting to know him and mm -hmm. know his uh, his admin person that was with him for years and years. And um, the feeling of reaching for a mentor that was a little scary for me, mm. the feeling of actually being able to connect and have that mentorship was so powerful for mm -hmm. me. And you know what's this is, I don't mean this to sound egoish or anything, but what I needed in that mentorship, I've already received and I no longer mm. need it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I, I appreciate what I got out of that. I guess what I'm just saying is I think mentoring and who we want to spend our time with changes all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think about that. I think about that a lot. Like we've, I have this like, um, I don't know. I need to come up with a better phrase for this. I have this like, I want to be the worst player on the tennis court view of the world, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, which just means I want to be around better players than I am all the time. Yeah. And even applying that to who I hang out with. Yeah. Right. The people I spend time with over the years has yep. changed and morphed because Mm. I want to be hanging out or spending more time with people that are really challenging yep. the, my current thinking. Yes. Because to me, it's like a sort of like a way to level myself up all mm. the time. Yeah. Um, that sounds a little like judgmental. Maybe no, of no, myself I don't think I don't know. I don't think it does at all. Or something, but no, um, I don't think that's it what I'm like. I, I seek, you know, I try to seek that all the time. Yeah. You know, that'd be like a sort of a informal yeah. I don't ask people to be my mentor in that way, but right, right, right. But like, just like, oh, some I observing other people that are you know running businesses that are you know maybe more sophisticated than right. mine or more right. efficient than like, how are we doing that? Right, you know, like, and and seeking that stuff out is is I think part of the journey. And I also think like you mentioned the word ego, and I think that's such an important part of this conversation. Like you and I have mentored each other. Mm. in different ways too, I think. Like you were making fun of it last week. You're like, oh my gosh, now I'm turning into you. Like I'm spending oh, yeah. all this time no. coaching. I yeah. I was, I was like slightly complaining about my week. Like, oh, all I've been doing is sitting on coaching calls with my team. <laughs> but, and, but then like, if you look at the reverse, like how much you've taught me patience, process mm. and stuff like that. But neither one of us get too hung up in that because even though we're friends and we're business partners, mm. We don't have the ego invested that says, oh, we can't be also like we don't mm. want we don't use words like mentorship or yeah. we don't use words like we're teaching each other because but we are and we don't have problems mm -hmm. talking like that. At least I don't. And I think that's a that's the thing. I think there's so many people right in front of us and right in our lives that can be teaching us things all mm -hmm. the time. And and it is just an interesting thing to think about it as a mentorship. Yeah. And a season. Yeah. You know, everything has a season. Yep. So Part of this conversation is actually presupposing um, that people actually like like want mentorship. Like mm -hmm. you and I, I we're talking like I'm <laughs> yeah, right, just that's how I'm like actively seeking it out. But uh, I've seen people who 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 don't want to be mentored, who, who are like aren't maybe thinking that way yeah. or aren't aren't like, in the growth mode or, or or yeah or don't see it as an option. Right. Mm -hmm. Or aren't seeing the mentors that might be around them. Yeah. Like, um, what advice, advice do you have for someone who maybe is like listening to the pod and like, oh, actually what they're talking about, their relationships with mentors does sound good. Yeah. How, how would someone even start yeah. sort of finding an informal or a formal 
mentor to to help them either business or personally? I think that's such a good question. For me, I would immediately say, what are you longing for? Mm. In your heart, what are you longing for? If you are a parent that is having a hard time with a child or your children, there is a feeling in there like, I just want to be doing a good enough job. Am I doing a good enough mm -hmm. job? These are the normal questions we ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in that case, there's a place for mentorship. Mm. Do I know any parents that are a few years ahead of me mm -hmm. who have already gone through this, who have gone through the same thing our family is going through? Is there a place where I can find a parent that can offer mm. support? Yeah. Not the answers. Not the, it, This isn't always about the answers. Mentorship is really about somebody who's going to ask you good questions. Mm -hmm. If you're longing for a different career, why? Mm -hmm. Why are you longing for that? And if you want to be in a different career, what kind of career do you want to be in? Oh, there's another way you yeah. can start looking. Who are people in your circle that are in that kind of role or that career mm -hmm. or whatever? And have courage to just say, would you be willing to meet with me for coffee? Yeah. Would you be willing to have a Zoom call with me? Yeah. Would you be willing just to talk to me because you're someone that I think of highly? Mm -hmm. I had a woman reach out to me. She's a coach. She's She's got a podcast. She's just fantastic. It's super um, into growth and I just love her. And she said to me, you're one of my bluebirds. And I said, I don't know what, what that, that mean? means. And she said, you're somebody that I feel a little afraid to connect with and I just see you like she was trying to describe to me that she saw me in this light bigger than her. And I was so flummoxed by that. I was like, what are you even talking about? But that took her courage to say that to me. And here I was completely like blown away and so honored that she yeah. said that to me. And most of the time when you think about calling somebody and asking them to just spend 45 minutes or an hour with you, they are so honored mm -hmm. by that. You know, when someone asks you, boy, you really seem to be good at this. It would be so awesome if I could just hear your story. Yeah. That blows people away and they love to, people love to help people, you know? Oh, for so sure. So there's a lot yeah. of ways. And I think it really begins with longing. What are you longing for? <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with the whole tennis thing, you can just say, I don't want to be the worst player. Maybe you want to start saying, I want to be the second worst player. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a whole conversation about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to Don. Yeah. So one of the things that I really appreciated about the relationship with Don mm -hmm. and is that during sort of our my formal mentorship years with him, yeah, uh, there was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Like I got, like, uh, like I bought out my business partner. Oh, yeah, that's right. We oh, had a gosh, company yes. that was like in financial, like not trouble, but just chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> JJ's covering his face right, right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was kind of a mess. Like it was just confusion everywhere. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but even though like like I was like really naive about a lot of things, I was making mm -hmm. dumb mistakes, I was like making fairly obvious mistakes as mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um he never made me feel dumb, right? Yeah. He he always like the way he made me feel even though he absolutely, like, he would have every right to say, like, JJ, you are such a dumbass. Can you just get it together? <laughs> right? But he never did that. He said, no. well, let's think about this. Let's think about that. Broke things down. Right. Calmed everything down. Right. Right. And uh, that's 
that's the thing that I will always remember about that relationship is like how yeah. how he always made me feel. Yeah, yeah. And Don is um, has retired from that role, mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about it in past tense and has been really trying to take care of his health. And it's been a tough year for him. But yeah, he so he's kind of gone informal. Um, but you're right. Even in the informality of the relationship, he's still ever present, <laughs> right? Like even he was in a hospital down in Houston having a stem cell transplant and I called to check on how he was and he was like, well, what's going on with JJ? What's going, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Well, what are you, what have you released? Are you having fun? Well, are you taking care of your Mm -hmm. other businesses? Like, you know, he's just always like, he's firing a hundred (laughs) questions. It's like, Don, you are in a hospital bed having a stem cell transplant. Can we please talk about you? I'm trying to see how you're doing, not like 20 questions about how we're doing. I know it. I know it. I know it. So anyway, I I just hope this conversation has has helped people um, just sort of think about mentorship and Mm -hmm. how they're mentoring people in their lives. Yeah. You know, and and could you be more intentional about that? You know, there's huge benefit. You have something to offer. You are your unique person. Every single person mm-hmm. has something to offer in terms of helping someone else. Yeah, and I like how you said that, like, you know, if if you're longing for some, something, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. seek someone out who's had that experience. Yeah. I would say, like, on the other side, too, like, be observant of the people who are around you. Yeah. Because you could also be their informal mentor, and they might you know, like just being a little bit observant, yeah, you might be able to recognize that and really help somebody. Absolutely. Yep. Great conversation. Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.